<laughs> so so regal. Great baseline, Carol K from the Wrecking Crew. Beast. Yeah. I may not always love you, but long as there are stars above you. I so like we'll talk about this because when we get into it, but the percussion is insane. Yeah. The clip clops. Yeah. The sleigh bell. It's like such a well-written arrangement because you don't totally understand how much is going on musically. Yeah. It feels kind of chill, but yeah. when you think about it, harmonically, what the fuck is that chord? It's a really good mono mix. Yeah. You know, for such a legendary album, it has one of the stupidest covers I've ever seen. I know. <laughs> It's like that ten, that little tension yeah. chord. They use that a lot on this record. It's probably my favorite thing about it. It's like really well arranged vocals. That's beast. Yeah. This lead vocal is so good. Yeah, yeah. And like, I don't know if it's stacked or if it's some effect or what. Yeah. But it's so good. He's a great singer. Yeah. He, he had a vision for his voice, and like that was really frustrating for a lot of people to work with him. Yeah, it's like that part when uh, John C. Riley is making fun of Brian Wilson and uh, Dewey Cox. Oh card. yeah, yeah. I need more didgeridoos, an army of didgeridoos. <laughs> <laughs> and then here it comes. They hit with a little cannon. Yeah, this or is rounds, good. Which is you don't hear rounds in music. No. they do this man what the fuck yeah a lot of takes yeah a lot of takes and some lsd but even just like technologically yeah yeah well this was that that part of that era of recorded music where it was just about pushing the boundaries forward technologically musically you know it was like a really peak moment of art and commerce and popular music Welcome to Listen to This, a podcast in which we explore songs we like, we research what they mean, how they were recorded, why they were written, why we like them, and why you should listen to this. Today we're talking about God Only Knows by The Beach Boys. Released on July 11th, 1966, it peaked at number two on the UK charts and is considered one of the most classic songs off the group's most classic album, the gloriously influential and often parodied effort titled Pet Sounds. Mm -hmm. The tune was written and produced by the heart and soul of the Beach Boys, Brian Wilson. You think he's related to Wilson, the neighbor, or like, home 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 improvement? Yeah, you'd have volleyball. Or, I was thinking like it'd be cool if like Owen Wilson was like <laughs> wow. his like nephew or something. I love those memes that are always like pictures of Owen Wilson, and they like are referencing like Keith Urban or like Kurt Cobain, just like blonde people. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> a lot of people think this is one of the best songs of all time, and there are like a lot of instances in my life where it's kind of stopped me in my tracks. Like I've been listening to it. Like I can think back. I'm like four specific times like one time in my like freshman dorm room like listening to this album for the first time it was like once it got here i was like holy shit it was like it does this yeah that happened to me me and tati had bought the 
vinyl of the album, and I hadn't heard Pet Sounds in years. Yeah. But I just knew I wanted a Beach Boys record. Mm-hmm. And so we put it on, and we're like making dinner or whatever. We flip the record because it's on. It's yeah. the first song on the B side, and it starts playing. And I literally like stood there and just listened. You're to just the song. Like, what's I'm going like, on? What the f? It's crazy because it captures such an energy. Yeah, and it's just like one of these things where like it makes me feel like music can be better. Right. Everything can be better. Right. Like if you just find the right formula. Right. But you don't have to take our word for it. Paul McCartney of yep. a little band called The Beatles <laughs> once said, quote, God Only Knows is one of the few songs that reduces me to tears every time I hear it. So even even Paul McCartney, who is like notoriously thinks that he's the best and has a lot of objective stats to to back that claim. He's yeah. like, this is it. Yeah. And like the Beach Boys really influenced the Beatles with this album. It's pretty Definitely. famous. Yeah. That this was the out al- Pet Sounds was the album that got the Beatles to start experimenting in the yeah. recording studio. Yeah. And this album wasn't like a commercial success until later. Yeah, yeah. It kind of flopped. Mm-hmm. And I think as the story goes, Brian Wilson, the singer of the like the mainstay of yeah. the group, um, the band had gone to Asia to tour and he didn't go stayed home and wrote the album by himself. Yeah, yeah. And when they came back, he was like, I have this thing. And so like there was like this weird animosity between the band and him. And he was having mental health issues because like his manager was like abusing him and like yeah. feeding him drugs. And <laughs> if you haven't <laughs> seen the movie, I'm Love and Mercy. I'm going to check that out, yeah. It's got John Cusack, right? And Paul Giamatti. Oh, Paul Giamatti's my guy. He's the bad guy, obviously. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> I think it's got um, um, a famous actress. It might be like, Elizabeth Smart or mm-hmm. something, but famous. It's like really heavy yeah. actors and actresses. And the movie is so good. They have great like classic recording session scenes. Oh, it's that's cool. really good. But they go through this whole story and of how this record was made is kind of like how what the story is about. And he really just did it on his own. And mm-hmm. it was a it was a failure at first because it wasn't yeah, a commercial yeah. hit. It was well, so interesting. Well, because they went from like being like Poppy beach like, music, f- you know, um, surfing USA yeah. and like, um, what are the, what's that other one about the classic car? Yeah. It's like, it was like stuff like that. And then they came out with this and like the only song that's this album to like really do big things. Like at first was like, uh, it wouldn't that, it be nice? Yeah. The first song. Yeah. Which yeah. was also kind of a weird song. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, by the time you get through towards the end of this record, you're like, what is going on? My favorite shit on this record. It's funny. Um, like I do really like this song. My favorite is the instrumentals. The instrumentals are good. Yeah, and I think the last song, Carolina. Carolina, is a yeah, good, yeah, yeah, that's that one's, a really good, that one's one a good one too. Just man. really good vocal arrangement. And like I think that's like something we're missing from music nowadays. Mm-hmm. Is because back then it was like the Beach Boys logged thousands of hours singing together. Oh yeah, and like groups that I've played for who are older, they know what they sound like when they sing together. Now you kind of just sing together. In the studio, yeah, and you, but you don't really sing together, though. Yeah, exactly. So you're just not used to like whatever that magic is yeah. that happens. Yeah, and, like the Beach Boys are really good at that. Wilson said this song is about surrendering to a higher power, and the production and energy was an effort to create the feeling of quote being blind, but in being blind you can see more. Yeah, I totally get it. <laughs> I totally get it. Like that's the, heavy. The song is heavy. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. When you really start thinking about it. It's just like man, like what. What is going on here? And they, they just did such a good job with the music and the lyrics. And I mean, yeah. it's, it's the reason why it's one of the greatest songs ever made. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The idea of the song came to Wilson after smoking doobies and listening to the Beatles' Rubber Soul album. It's so That's interesting, funny. like how they, uh, to, they they are so, they were against each other. It was always yeah. the Beach Boys versus the Beatles, like America versus the UK. Mm-hmm. 
But like they were listening to each other, and they I think secretly fans of each I th- other. I think not even secretly. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, Paul Mc- he came yeah, out and yeah. said it, yeah. which is crazy. Uh, Paul McCartney's pretty nice about stuff, though. Remember that he produced a couple Kanye West tracks, so his standards right. might not be that high. <laughs> I actually like that four or five second song a lot. Right, the Rihanna. Paul McCartney, Kanye one. Oh yeah, people are like, "Who's this Paul McCartney yeah, guy?" Yeah, this guy's gonna blow up. So what's what's really interesting about this song is there's actually not a definite key, mm. which is super weird for not just popular music, right? Mm-hmm. Like almost all music, it kind of waffles in between A major and E major. It avoids root position tonic and suppresses the idea of cadential drive. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So like a cadence. So like in weird like musical theory like a cadence is like the harmonic rhythm that we have come to understand music as it like resolves like you know in church yeah amen mm-hmm. is a cadence yeah yeah and that's that four chord to a one chord and that's like probably the easiest one and in you know pop music and rap music and all these different musics they all have like cadences that make them you know feel complete yeah feel complete yeah, yeah. and it's cool that they kind of went away from, you know, the popular cadences of the music that they made, which I think, to me, makes it feel like the song kind of goes in a circle. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel like it ever resolves or comes to a point in which, time. Which is so cool that you said that, because the song ends with a, a technique, of vocal, or like just musical composition technique, I suppose, called perpetual rounds, yeah. which is like the most famous example. It sounds dumb to sing it, but row, 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 yeah, your exactly. boat. Yeah, exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, here to perform the children's classic, Row, 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 Your Boat. Michael McDonald. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Your boat gently, merrily, 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 gently down the stream. So it basically means like you can start at any point in the melody and it harmonizes with any other point. So yeah. it's kind of perfect. And Wilson wanted to write this because he said, quote, I like rounds because they made it seem like the song was something eternal. Right. So like circles, circular, that yeah. shit is eternal. I think that's really cool. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's there's layers to it, man. I've, I've got to do a little bit of reading for this next part. Let's see if I got it. So like what, what's really funny about the Beach Boys Pet Sounds is it seems like the most fucking chaotic studio sessions of Absolutely. all time. Absolutely. Perfectionist. All this difficult artist stuff that we make fun of. And yet it, it obviously worked out for the Beach Boys. So it's hard to like give them that hard of a time right. because they made some classics. But apparently the tracking for God Only Knows began at 1230 a.m. Oh, Jesus. March 10th, 1966 at Studio Three Room of Western Studios in Hollywood. The studio space was pretty big, but actually relatively small for the 20-some musicians that were hired yeah. for the se- session. Um, there's a famous 12-string guitar part. Yep. Brian Wilson produced the song. Um, one of the coolest features of the arrangement is the echo-laden clip-clop percussion part and sleigh bells played on every beat. A lot of low-range melodic phrases played on flute during later sections mm. of the song. A strip of masking tape was placed over the strings of the piano. Hmm. While the bottoms of two plastic orange juice bottles were used for percussion. Very cool. Nice. <laughs> Singer Danny Holton was present at the se- session and he recalled, quote, Brian would hear something wrong and bam, one more time. I just sat there and didn't say a word. I'd been in sessions where I thought to myself, they should do this and that. Not this time. I just shut up. What could I add? Um, they did 22 total takes. And you can hear these on Spotify. Yeah. Oh, really? They released the... That's fucking cool. The, the, they released all the takes, and they were on Spotify. We'd have to look and see if they're still there, but you can go back and listen to all 22 takes 
Um, and they have different songs. It's yeah, like yeah. of pet sounds, but they have like takes and you can hear them talking and making mistakes oh, so and everything. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's really nuts because like 22 takes is a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. Would fu- 22 is a lot. I right? would fucking die. Like I think like the most I could ever do. I think without getting mad would be probably like 10, 10, I think is like the limit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, if I was playing badly. Yeah. Like seven is usually like, if it's a, if it's a brand new song yeah. that you guys haven't rehearsed and it's, you're just getting the song seven feels good. If you're doing like a band, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But 22 is insane. So apparently, um, the session ended at four thirty AM and they used the 20th take. Okay. Which is kind of crazy. Wow. So they yeah. really needed it. I guess. Yeah. I guess they really did. Yeah. What do you think? Like, why do you think people sometimes get so creative in the recording studio? And like, how do, how can this, like, you see this process all the time. Like, how do, how does an artist or an engineer, like, not know how to overdo it? Because, like, I, if I was, like, a producer of this, and granted, Brian Wilson was the producer, so he could do whatever he wanted. But if I was, like, the producer, I think after, like, 17 takes, I might be like, let's go to lunch. Or like, let's try another thing. Right. Or maybe maybe we're doing too much. Maybe we don't need the plastic orange juice bottle percussion. Right. I think it just comes down to like just passion. Mm-hmm. Like he really felt he could achieve what he heard in his head yeah. if he just kept going. And I feel like if he felt like he couldn't get to it, they, they would have been there till 8 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Or they, they would just, he, I just feel like he's the type of person that would have just kept pushing and pushing and pushing until they got it that sounds so inspirational yeah i'm like really fired up now yeah like makes me want to like go do something yeah yeah and it's like if you just keep working it, it's like gonna happen it makes know? me want to smoke some doobies and listen to rubber soul right 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 get, drink some orange juice and be like my new sound right i've got it <laughs> thanks so much y'all for listening to this podcast please spread the word about this podcast in real life rate and review us on itunes we're on Instagram, Patreon. We've got a playlist on Spotify with all the songs and episodes from season one and two. I like to listen to the episodes at double speed. It's really fun. <laughs> Especially the Miley Cyrus, the clown. You can only see it. The dream and dream. <laughs> Let us know how we're doing and what songs you want us to do episodes about. Thanks for listening to this. <laughs> <laughs>